Hello, my loves. This is Lior Alexandra. Welcome to the Inner Worlds Podcast, a place where we explore the microcosm of ourselves, of one another, of the whole universe, a journey inward through thought, idea, and wonder. So my friends, it is time for episode two of Inner Worlds. And on this episode, we're going to be exploring the inner world of one of my great friends, Patty Papa, and her experience with plant spirits and the archetypes and energies of working with plants. Patty is a medicine woman in training, a mother, a wife, a leader for many women, and a great friend. She brings the mystical into the mundane banality of everyday life, and to know her is to experience magic. This is a peek into the types of conversations we have while climbing the red rocks in Sedona and a look into the mystical nature of reality. We are capable of experiencing so much more than just physicality. You may have been called to listen to this particular episode and drawn to it because perhaps a certain energy has been beckoning to you for a while now, wanting to work with you, or maybe you're just interested in what Patty has to say, what I have to say about working with plants and working with spirits and energies. Whatever it is, make yourself a cup of tea or maybe go out for a walk and let me take you on an inner journey into the mind of a medicine woman. Okay, so my good friend, Patty, Patty Papa, Patty Papa Odo. What do I call you, Patty? <laughs> it's just Patty Papa. Patty yep. Papa. <laughs> so Patty, we've been friends for a few years now. She is the byproduct, one of the most beautiful byproducts of, you know, one of my greatest relationships ever. <laughs> so I have some questions for you today. I'm so excited that I get to pick your mind, Patty, because <laughs> I, since the day that I met you, I have found you so fascinating. You always have such like just everything. Your mind is just a beautiful place. And in these conscious convos that I'm doing for this new podcast, I really want to just jump into the magic. We're just going to go right in. But I do want to tell the listeners about the first time that we met and what it felt. Do you remember when we first met, when we hugged each other, how yeah. it felt like a remembrance? Yeah, it was a reunion. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've hugged this woman before. Exactly. It felt like we've known each other. Yeah, and when I hugged you, it was like a really like long hug, but it wasn't like, you know, those awkward long hugs where you're like, <laughs> should I oh, let go now? <laughs> this is weird, but it was like, no. Yes, but this one was like, no, I don't oh. want to let go. I haven't seen her in, in so lifetimes. <laughs> so that's what it was like with yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. You always, Patty, you've always been so loving, so accepting. You and Victor and the kids, and you're just the most wonderful people ever. And I think that the, the biggest testament to that is the way that you guys are able to create communities around you. You call people in, you call light workers in, you call empaths and medicine people into your life, and you literally create these communities around you guys. And I think it's the coolest thing 
ever because the way that you take people in, you're literally the epitome of no judgment and all love. So I just, I, I, I don't know <laughs> well, if I, I don't that. know if I say it enough and I just want, I'm so excited to get to introduce you to my audience. A lot of them know you already. When I posted on Twitter, yeah. a lot of them were very oh, excited cool. Good. and I'm just so grateful to have met you and have oh you in gosh. my life. The feeling and, is okay, so, so as you know, Patty, we've been, we, <laughs> meet you. I love you. I so love much. you. We've been talking about this for a really long time that we've been wanting to do this podcast. And as you know, Patty, I'm really into astrology and you are really into mm -hmm. plants. And I actually have found that there are so many links between the plants and the planets. I believe that there's certain archetypes that show up through the planets and through the plants as well. And I'm so interested in exploring those archetypes with you. Yeah. So I hope that we do get to that today. But first, I want to start with some background for the audience and for myself too, to be honest. <laughs> okay. um, Patty, could you tell us what a medicine woman is? Well, I mean, I guess it just really depends on the person and what their definition is. My personal definition of a medicine woman is someone who works with plants. Like someone who works with plants in more of like a medicinal way is what I would consider to be an herbalist, mm -hmm, right? Right. So a medicine woman is someone who works with plants in their um, medicinal purposes, but also through plant consciousness because plants do have a consciousness and they, ah. yeah, I mean, they just, they, they've been waiting for us to communicate with them for so long. And so now that there's many people that are starting to open up to the idea of everything having a consciousness and everything being alive that they're like, yay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really just my definition of, mm -hmm. um, what a medicine, a medicine woman is, but I feel like it's, it's different, you know, like Dr. Quinn medicine woman. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that. Cause it was like little house on the prairie type of timing. I'm not, but, I'm not familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She was like a doctor, but it's not that that's not, medicine woman in the way that I describe it. That's exactly what I, I, I've been looking into herbalism a lot lately, and I did feel like there is um, um, a similarity, but also a difference between what a medicine woman would do. So that distinction that a medicine woman or medicine people work with the consciousness and the spirit of plants, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just curious, what does a modern medicine woman look like in comparison to what the ancient ones would be like, how do you how do you bridge that ancient way back into the modern world? Wow, that's a hard question because I don't really <laughs> even know the answer. I guess it's different for mm -hmm. everyone, right? Like, right? you know, I do have um, some traditions that were taught to me by my teachers and things, and I just go with what resonates. So if a tradition mm -hmm. is something that, that speaks to my soul, then I'll be like, okay, let's bring that in. You know, if there's a certain You'll medicine. You'll use that, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. I guess it would be taking, yeah, just taking the things that resonate and moving out all the things that don't resonate. And that, that mm -hmm. would be how I, that's kind of how I just bridge the gap. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Also too, there's the aspect of being open and sometimes things that don't resonate come in later and I'm like, okay, that resonates now. Like I'll work with that mm. in that way. You know, is there a specific thing that 
came in and you're like, no, that that doesn't make sense. And then later on, kind of you started to use it or to. Well, uh, there was a couple of plants that came in that are more shadow plants. And when I first like started reading about them, I was like, that's a hard pass. Like, no, thank you. Uh. But now the more I'm like learning about them and the more that I learn about my own capabilities and things now, I'm like, okay, maybe they're, they're, they're on a maybe scale instead of like a hard no. <laughs> there's duality to everything, right? So of course, right. even in the plant kingdom, there's going to be that dark, the dark side. Do you think that maybe those plants are better for doing like maybe deeper shadow work or going really deep into the subconscious? <sighs> I mean, that's their specialty. So I would say, right. yeah, you know, like they're, they live in that world. So like what better plant to work with than a plant that's going to show you themselves in the shadow from the right. shadow realm. So, right. oh, that's beautiful. So Patty, how did you find yourself on the medicine path? That's what a lot of people want to know. Yeah. It's so, well, it was really more like I dr- I drank ayahuasca. And, um, she essentially told me, like, she showed me what my path was essentially without going into like the ceremony that I had. And she basically told me like, this is what you're meant to do. And I was like, okay, well, that's not me. So let's try to figure out another way. And, Mm. um, what happened was I just started reading all these books and when people would recommend a book, I'd read it. And when people would be like, what are you reading? I'd talk about it. And it was like, very natural. It was a natural unfoldment. And now that I've been on the path for, you know, on my journey, I guess I should say for a few years now, it's kind of something that's always been in my life. I've always been kind of connected to nature and use nature as like a, an outlet for energetic release really. And I would go out, I I grew up on a farm. There was a pasture where people would ride their horses, but when no one was there, if I felt called <laughs> or just was like feeling sad, I would go and I would just walk around the pasture and I'd like pick the dandelions and I'd sing to myself. I'd just make up songs and um, <gasps> use that as an outlet. So it's kind of something that's always been there. And I've always been really fascinated by indigenous cultures, but the medicine essentially told me like, this is who you are. And she's always, every time I drink medicine, when I start to get like, like, Oh God, how am I going to do this work? Like this it's, you know, I I don't know if I want to do this work, you know? And Mm. she'd just be like, remember who you are, remember who you are, know who you are. And it's like, okay, fine. (laughs) Whatever. So in the beginning, in the (laughs) beginning, you were really closed off to it. Right. I just, I had a lot of like beliefs about like, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. How can I also be a medicine woman? Like it just, I was like, I don't even have time to take a bath. How can I like start a whole nother thing, you know? Right. So yeah, it was really hard. It took me about a year and a half of being on this path, like drinking medicine often and reading all the time, just like being basically being an an educational sponge for the things that I was called to learn about. And it was about a year and a half in where I finally was like, okay, I get it universe. Like I'm this medicine woman person. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. I will, I will submit finally. (laughs) I feel like I I saw that transformation and I feel like I was there to see you kind of come into that 
that knowing and understanding for yourself. And with that, Patty, you really, you, you've always been such a beautiful, strong woman, but with that understanding of your purpose and acceptance of your purpose, after all these signs Mm -hmm. and synchronicities and all this, uh, protection and guidance that led you there, you really have stepped into yourself in a way that's so inspiring, truly so inspiring. My love, there's a lot of people that are interested in doing what you do in doing this thing. I know that it's not for everybody, but do you think that maybe you're calling, you've been called to this your entire life from that, from that initial love of nature and singing with the plants? You know, I know that you get, now you get your songs from (laughs) plants a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so, and then some people might not even have that connection to nature their entire life. Do you think that the plants can still call to them? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's not really so much like about where you were. It's about where you're supposed to go. So it doesn't really matter if you've never had a connection with plants at all. But if all of a sudden one day a plant just starts like looking at you and sort of like winking at you, you know, that Uh it's like, okay, we'll explore that. It doesn't have to even be a common plant. It could, I, I started connecting with this plant. I'm not even a hundred percent sure of the name, but it's, I think called desert globe mallow <laughs> or something, but I would just go and I, we'd go hiking and it, it was like, it's like all over Vegas, like in the red rocks and they, in the springtime, they get these little orange flowers and I would just start like talking to it. So it doesn't even have to be any sort of, it could be a house plant that people don't even know about. It's just right. really your own uh, understanding of, of that. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's perfect. No, it makes complete sense. And it leads me to, you know, the main part of the conversation that I really wanted to talk to you about. So when you tell me a story about working with a plant spirit, and I've heard many of the stories, which are awesome, (laughs) you always attribute very specific characteristics, like personifications to each plant. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. you just said, you know, this, this one plant, this one plant started to show up for you in Vegas. How do the plants consciousness show up for you? How do you experience that? For me, it feels like almost my own voice in my head but it has a different energy to it. It's a different, like, I know it's not my voice, if that makes sense. It's like, I'm hearing someone else talk in my thought process. And so the more that I listen, the more I'm able to hear. So it's just Mm -hmm. like a practice. So one of my teachers, uh, uh, she is a master herbalist and she said, one of the best things that you can do to learn to like, listen to the plants is just pick one and start trying to connect with it. And you just can like, start talking to it, start like, like listening for it and sit in meditation with it or, or however, you know, however resonates to connect with it. And then it, um, yeah, you'll start to hear more and more. It's just kind of like your own inner intuition. The more that you listen, the more you quiet and the more you listen to yourself, the more you can hear that intuition. And I think that for me, the same thing happens with gods and goddesses, with those kind Mm -hmm. of archetypes, with those energies. The more I listen, the more I quiet, the more I can hear them. So Mm -hmm. that's a a beautiful, and, and I think that, 
See, so the way that it shows up for you is very similar to the way that uh, the planets show up for me. I'll suddenly start to really to to hear about this one god or this one goddess over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. They pop up everywhere. Their symbols are everywhere. And I suddenly be start on street to feel signs. Yeah. everywhere. Yes. Fully. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I, I feel the more I see it that I'm like, okay, I see you right now. It's the goddess Persephone is knocking on the door of my consciousness. Nice. I don't know much about her yet, but she's been, she's been trying to talk for a while now. So <laughs> once, once I let her in, once I'm like, okay, let's work. What can I learn from you? What can, what can we do over here? And then basically I just kind of let that energy guide me and lead me. And I study her myth. So if a, a plant shows up for you, what are the steps that you take to start bringing it more into your life, to allowing it more into your life and to start working with it? Yeah. Typically what I would do is I would go um, and do something called a dieta. You basically, you connect with a plant every day and you limit um, the foods you eat, the activities that you do, and um, the people that you surround yourself with. Um, some people go to the jungle and do them in, in complete isolation where they're like in a tambo like, or a, a hut, basically. And they don't see anybody except the person that brings them food. And then they come out for ceremony. But other than that, they don't do anything. Um, I have yet to do that. Um, so some people that are really super traditionalists would be like, she's never even really done a diet. But uh, my last diet just threw me for a loop. And now I'm feeling like I'm starting to get ready to maybe have another diet in the future. Um, But I wanted to really start to learn about cacao before my women's retreat uh, that I had a couple of weeks ago. So I just started drinking her and Like for me, if I'm going to start connecting, I do like a soft intro is what I've been calling it is, Mm -hmm. um, before anyone's awake in the house, I will make the tea or cacao in in this um, instance. And I'll sit with hape, which is a tobacco medicine and tobacco helps to call in the spirit of the plants. Um, as well as he's there for protection and many other beautiful things that Hape does. But and so I'll sit with Hape and then I'll, I'll have, I had my cacao and I just would sit in silence and close my eyes and just feel her essence come in. And oh, wow. um, the more dietas that I do, the easier that becomes. So the first time, my very first diet ever was very much like I would drink the tea and I'd be like, okay. But it was not quite as easy, you know, I've been honing in that skill for a little while. So, um, but yeah, that's, I just sit in silent meditation with whatever plant, whether it's sage or rose or cacao or something else, and then just allow for their essence to come in. I literally like invite them in like, okay, I just say a little prayer and I said, okay, mama, oh, abuelita for cacao, because that's what she I wants me it. to call her. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's do this thing, you know? And I love um, that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's essentially what I do. But when you're in dieta, if you do a, like a social diet, you would medit- do that twice a day. So mm. for me, I only would do it like once in the morning, but um, mm. in a true diet, you, you'll, really you're connecting with the plant all day long, essentially you're entering into a partnership. So you're like married to the plant for, 
the duration of your diet, however long that is. That's beautiful. And I, I think, I feel like I have seen you outside of doing, well, you, I, I'm not sure when you were with Rose, if you were doing a dieta with Rose, right. Mm -hmm. But you would, you had Rose everything at that time. Yes. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Rose I did, and, face spray. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and Rose, you know, she takes you out of your head and totally puts you in your heart. So I would be like talking and I, and, and I'd be like, what was I saying? You know, because it just <laughs> like, woo, I was like this the whole time. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? You know? <laughs> and plus she's, Rose is a super chatty plant. So like, she was like constantly like boop, 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 in my ear. So I'd be like, I'm sorry, Rose is talking to me. I can't even hear what you're saying right now. <laughs> I love that so much. And Rose was really romantic and like sensual. Mm -hmm. And it almost was like you were whenever, when I saw you after working with a specific plant or while you were working, you mm -hmm. took on those characteristics too, uh -huh. which was so interesting to see. And yeah. I think that that's something that we can always do also with these energies, with these archetypes, mm -hmm. just like the planets. We want mm -hmm. to elicit different aspects of ourselves. We can work with a plant. We can work with a planet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, there the universe is conspiring for us to be empowered, Amen. loving human beings. And the universe, it's not just plants. It's it's the plants, the animals, the stars, the planets, the everything that exists everything. anytime and always is just like there for us to help us to grow and, and learn and have our literally the best possible life that we can imagine, you know? Yeah. So we have access to all of these things and all these different aspects of ourselves, which is so cool. So we talked a little bit about how, how you receive that communication, how a plant spirit makes itself known to you, and also what steps you take to let the spirit of the plant in. And so you kind of told people um, who are listening, how they can do that themselves. You, even if a plant is not knocking on the doorway of their consciousness, they can kind of just choose one, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. If someone feels like, oh man, I, I really want to just start uh, connecting with plants, then I actually have a book and I was going to put it next to me because I wanted to talk about it because I'm like obsessed with this book. Yeah. Victor got it for me for, um, for our, our anniversary this year. And it's called Plant Witchery. And it's a little bit like she, she talks in like witch form. So like she makes like potions and things like <laughs> that, but, but essentially it has like 200 different plants in there and it tells you like the medicinal properties and then like the magical properties of it. So I find it to be really interesting, like the different plants and what they work with. Ooh, um, I love but that. you could get, you can get any sort of book or you can just, I would suggest going to like, um, like a nursery, what it, is, is that what they're called? Like where they yeah, sell nursery. plants mm -hmm. yeah, and just go in there and walk around and see which one, you know, which hey, one baby. calls, which one <laughs> winks. <laughs> yeah. And I always say winks because you can see the difference between one that's just like, Hey, and one that's like, <laughs> you know? I love it. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, I get so many people that are like, oh my God, I love Rose. And you always talk about Rose. And I'm like, yeah, she's calling like so many people to her. It's like ridiculous. 
<laughs> She's got plans. You told me that Rose loves me. And since you told me that, yes. I am a big devotee of Rose. I truly believe, I know that you you said that Rose has different planets that she's connected to. I just feel such a strong connection of Rose and Venus. And I'm such mm-hmm. a devotee of Venus. I work with Venus all the time. She's always communicating with me and guiding me. And yeah. remember I told you that um, Venus's orbit around the earth or with yes. the earth makes a five yes. petal rose which is just so perfect and it just kind of yeah. makes me feel like there is this kind of sisterhood that rose is bringing together and i feel like she really connected us too how do you feel about yeah. that yeah i do i agree <laughs> and I, I think because like i don't know venus and i don't know like her personality and i don't even know really anything about her as a goddess with Rose specifically, like she's super ancient. Like in this, in that book I just told you about, uh-huh. um, she said there's fossilized evidence that Rose existed on the planet 35 million years ago. Wow. So, I mean, crazy. It wouldn't surprise me if Venus was like, hey, I'm going to just live on earth and I'm going to be this flower. And, you know, like it wouldn't surprise me. I know that there's so many like star connections with certain Mm -hmm. plants and you can just feel that they're not from here, (laughs) you know, totally. And, um, yeah, but because Rose has been here for so long, she's so comfortable here. And it, I mean, you know, I should, I should learn more about Venus. Maybe yeah, I'll pick your brain about Venus. Yeah. I think you'd love it. I, I think you'd love it, Patty, because you are so Venus embodied too. And mm-hmm. no, for real, babe, I, you know, there's, there's ancient indigenous knowledge that shows that, that connection between the plants and these planets. And it's just so interesting to me that these are energies, these are spheres of consciousness that actually exist and that we can truly. So for example, that what was really cool to me is when you started working with Sage, Sage was so different from (laughs) Rose, right? Oh my God. She brought something else out that you needed. You needed her at that time. And she came at the perfect Mm -hmm. time. Could you talk a little bit about Sage possibly? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking about, I was talking about Rose and I, I, Sage came in and I was like, (laughs) should I start? I was like, it's not, not, now's not the time, Sage. (laughs) I'm bringing you in, Sage. Come on in, babe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sage, it's so interesting. So like Rose... I was just like so in touch with the love that I have for Victor with the Rose and Rose just like loves him. I mean, she, she loves everybody. Like, let's just be real. She pretty much loves everybody. Sage is not like that. She does not love everybody. And she will tell you if she doesn't agree with what you are doing. And um, her energy is very, She's feminine, right? But but it has a masculine sort of like punch to it. And she also made me very emotionally like disconnected, like from right. everything, everyone. And Victor was like, feel he could really feel it. And he was like expressing his concern to me. I laughed <laughs> because it's I was just sitting there like listening to him trying to be like, okay, I understand and I feel you, but I literally was just like, uh-huh. I remember this. <laughs> okay. And I, so 
he leaves the room and say, I'm like, Sage, could you please just give him, give him a little something? And she was like, no, he'll be fine. I was like, wow. She's, I guess she brings the boundaries. She brings the boundaries. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Like this is a yes. This is a no. Like you have, you have the awareness of, of the things that you like and the things that you don't like. Do you want to change? Do you want to make a change? Here's how you do it. If you don't, that's on you. And she'll straight up say like, okay, well, if you don't want to make a change and you don't want to do what I'm saying, then what am I doing here? Like, what are you doing here? You know, she's not afraid to, she's not afraid to cut you a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the really beautiful things that I learned about Sage was, or at least this is my own understanding. So, so everything I'm saying is just my understanding. There's no other proof than my communication. So I have to just say that, but with Sage, she's, she's fiery, right? We burn her to use her. Like she's one of the plants. You can really just boil that water and like put her in the boiling water and she'll, she can handle that. Rose does not like that. With Sage, it's like the burning aspect of her is it's how we use her, but that's our transformation. And the, the big like takeaway from my diet with her was if you really want to transform and, and have a big transformation, it might have to hurt a little bit and it's got to get kind of messy and get kind of like fiery, you know, you might get burned, but that's how you transform. And she, that's, that was like my biggest takeaway from my diet with her. That's incredible. That's incredible. See, that's, that's what I really love about your work with the plants. You really learn something new from each spirit coming in and different aspects of yourself and you can heal different parts of yourself. Is there, I, I know that different plants have taught you different things, but other than that, which was incredible sage teaching you that transformation comes from a little bit of pain, a little bit of heat, you know, that transmutation, Mm -hmm. that alchemizing of, of one part of yourself to become something else and to become more of yourself is amazing. Is there any other lesson from any specific plant that is standing out, whatever is coming through right now that people at home could take something from? Yeah. My diet, my most recent diet was with, um, a plant that, um, she's very misunderstood and she came to this earth as like the mama and, um, and she, I guess she, yeah. The tobacco. <laughs> you can guess. Well, tobacco is the father, right? Oh, the father. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. Coca. <laughs> uh-huh. Coca. Yeah. She's, she's the mama, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. the story is that the first two plants that the earth created was mapacho mm-hmm. and coca, right? That's like the, the story. And she, she really taught me that we all have like a shadow and it's okay to have the, that shadow, but we, we like to pretend that we don't have it. We like to pretend that it's, it's like, oh, here's my shadow. We put it in this box. We put the box, tuck the box away. And every once in a while, the shadow comes out. The box will be like, Bing! and the shadow comes out and it comes out when we go into victim mode. It comes out when we're getting irritated because the kids are being annoying or something else, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and then immediately when the shadow comes out, we go, oh shoot, I, I, 
I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have reacted that way. I shouldn't have. And then we go into guilt and shame and we start beating ourselves up Mm. over something Mm. that just came out. So instead of being afraid of the shadow, it's like, let's embrace that. Like if we really like... When I first opened my diet with Coca, the first thing I asked was like, okay, yay, what are we going to work on? And she said, self-love. And I was like, yay, this is going to be awesome. And she said, but not that fake shit you've been doing. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay. I don't know what that means, but we'll just see. And basically what she was saying is that if you don't love your shadow, and you just put it away and and shun it like it's not there, pretend it's not there, you're not fully loving yourself because there is that, like you said earlier, there's that duality and we have that in ourselves as well. Right. And to be able to like fully love ourselves, we have to be like, okay, I love that side of me too. And so that, that was oh, like the that. biggest... The, the, and, and that's been something that's unfolding because at my integration after that diet has been shadow on shadow on shadow. <laughs> so I've been like going through it. My love, how do you integrate these, these lessons and these plants and, and these experiences? What do you do? Well, it really depends on how deep it goes, right? So with my coca diet, I had to just really like another thing she's really beautiful at is allowing us to speak our truth with softness and sweetness, but Mm. she's fiery as well, like sage. So like, and I'm a fire, I'm a Leo. I've got a rising double Leo. My my moon is Aries. Yes. I'm like, there's so (laughs) much fire in my chart. It's ridiculous. And so have dieting plants that are fiery and like that. It's like hard, but she's Uh been teaching me to, you know, have a little softness, but the integration process is different for every plant with coca. It's been months. I dieted her back in September and it's March now. And I'm finally in a space where I'm like, okay, there's an, there's an opportunity for a diet coming in. But before that it was like, no. And so journaling helps. And also just being gentle with myself, you know, when I'm open and crunchy and raw, I getting into a space where it's like, okay, this is fine. This is okay. We're, we're going to make it work. Radical self-acceptance. Yeah. Radical responsibility too. taking responsibility for how we, how I react and how I do things. But if I get to a space where I really need some help, I'll reach out to someone that is good f- with helping with integration with integration and you can find them online. Mm-hmm. One of my teachers was a really, she was a really good, she is a really good uh, integration coach, but the, I mean, you can find them online very, very easily. Yeah. You know, I realized that integration is really a part of working with plants, you know, whether it's, uh, I obviously haven't worked with, a plant that's not psychedelic yet, but I really want to. Mm-hmm. This conversation has made me really want to. But that integration aspect of it is so important. Rose is waiting. Rose is waiting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it, Patty. <laughs> yeah. Patty, that was literally Rose talking through you right now. <laughs> but it um, happens sometimes. I, but yes, yeah, you're I, so right. I felt it. And and um I realized the other day. Oh my God, it's taken me a year and a half to integrate my last ayahuasca ceremony. 
Mm-hmm. It's taken me a yeah. full year and a half. And I thought that I was fine two months after, but I was so cracked open still. And, you know, all of 2020, I mm-hmm. was seeking out help. You know, you've you've referred me to some people. I talked to people, to integration specialists, all this stuff. But it really over time by being really kind to myself and really present with what I was feeling and just realizing, oh, I'm still just not integrated. I just have to give myself time. That was really Mm -hmm. helpful. So I think really understanding that it's going to take some time. Yeah, I know. And, and, uh, you know, the deeper you go, the longer you need. So if you go to ceremony and you have this light, very, very light, mild experience where you're just, um, in full on bliss mode the entire time, your integration process might not be as long. Right. That doesn't mean that it won't be long. You know, it's really dependent on the person. But I mean, you went very deep and you were working with really, really deep stuff. And so that, and same with my coca diet, like I was working with some really deep stuff. And it's like when you're working with deep stuff, especially if it's like ancestral, because that's stuff that was starting to create, it was like energetically attached to you from conception, you know? So it's like those deep things, they take a long time to integrate. And I know people that they will drink medicine once in a blue moon because it's like, that's their spring cleaning for their, their energy and their psyche and their own healing. Mm -hmm. But it takes them a year or two to integrate. And, you know, it's, you know, when the integration process is done, because then you start to embody it. You know, it's like, it's like you have your integration and then the embodiment and you're like, okay, I got here. I am. I got this. And that's exactly, I I think just in the past couple of months, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good now. I'm it's been a while, but I'm good now. And Patty was next to me. You guys, she was next (sighs) to me in one of the most insane sits of my life i've only sat seven times but that one was the oh, climax i wouldn't of say only seven is still a lot for some people you know like you're it's right still Pat. good right. you know yeah. especially for seven is a lot for people that don't need to drink medicine all the time you know it's right. it's a good it's a really beautiful um tool to help with like deep wounds yeah but not everybody needs to drink medicine as often as I do. And some people are like, how often do you drink? And I'm like, don't go by how often I drink (laughs) because my journey with the medicine is different than, than some other people's, you know? And we're going to need to have a whole episode about your journey with ayahuasca and talking about ayahuasca because you know that you and I can talk about it for forever. Yeah. So I really, I I would be so happy if you'd come back Patty for another episode on mama Aya, if you would. Yeah, I'd also like to have you on on my on mine and Vic's podcast, but it would just be you and me. Yeah, I'd love. Or that. maybe he would come on. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'd love that. No, we'll see if he's allowed. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking the other day we did one me, you, and Vic in Tulum um, in 2019, and I was just thinking how effortless it it feels when you're with your friends, just talking about things uh-huh. that are interesting to you. I love it. And this is a little different yeah. for us because we're on. We're not next to each other right now i'm hoping that the next Mm -hmm. time that we do a podcast we're going to be next to each other vibing off of each other patty i have one Mm -hmm. last question before we say goodbye okay well before you ask that question i kind of like cut you off so i wanted to like go back um with what you were going to say about did you finish what you were saying about me being next to you in ceremony oh no yeah so 
you were next to me in ceremony. I lost my mind. And basically in that, that one trip, um, to Rhythmia in Costa Rica, I got the message that I don't need to be sitting as often. And that's why I'm not joining this. I didn't do anything in 2020 and I don't have anything planned for 2021. It, you know, the, like our, our path with medicine is so separate, so different the way that you work mm-hmm. with it so intimately. And for me, it really is a spring cleaning kind of thing. It's like, I'm definitely going to come sit again. 100%. I feel that in my bones, but it's going, if it takes me two years to integrate, I don't need to go that often. <laughs> no, that's right. right. And because, you know, uh, my teacher said, cause I was drinking a lot of medicine one year and, um, my teacher said to me, you know, you, the integration process of the, of the ceremony is by far the most important thing. She said, someone who has only drank 10 times can be way more integrated and embody the ceremonies better than someone who's drank 500 times that hasn't integrated all their ceremonies. So she, that, and that was like, when she said it to me in that way, it was like, ah, oh, okay, mm. I get it. I understand now. And, and so I had to take a little break because I was drinking too much medicine and not integrating my ceremonies. And so 2020 for me also was a a time I still did drink medicine, but not nearly as often as I did the year before, because it just, you, you really need the time to integrate. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that, um, confirmation for myself too, because, you know, I do want to be a part of this world. It feels natural to me. It feels right to me. Mm-hmm. But I also know that, you know, I have my own path and I guess everybody does. Everybody has their own specific mm-hmm. prescription to what they could use and what they need. And some people, you know, some people are so sensitive. They don't even really need to do that. They can just sit in the room and experience something. Right. Yeah. We've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So now my last question is I, I like to ask people this because, you know, you know me by now. I'm literally a book nerd. I'm always reading and oh, I have so many books on my list. And I know that a lot of the people, a lot of people in my community are also the same. So you t- you said that reading was a really big part of your journey when you started getting interested yeah. in this. Were there any books mm-hmm. that are standing out to you that really were for you? Well, the first book that I read um, is called Ayahuasca and the Shaman. And it's by Jose Campos. Jose Campos actually was a teacher of one of my teachers that I learned from, but I didn't know that at the time of reading the book. Um, Victor just bought me that book. And that was the book for me that like the way he talked about the diets, I was like, I need to do a diet. And Mm. like, it was, it was, that was the book for me. Um, that was like a, yes, like this is, this is it. And then I read like, if, if for people that are um, interested in drinking ayahuasca, but want to like, sort of get a little bit more knowledge, there's a book called the ayahuasca test pilots handbook. I think the author's name is Chris Killam, but I'm not a hundred percent, but it's uh, ayahuasca, the test pilot handbook. And essentially he talks about like the science of, of the ayahuasca, but then he also kind of goes over like what kind of to expect and like how to navigate finding um, a place kind of. By the time I read that book, I had already drank medicine, but I mm. still found it to be helpful because I still had at the, that point, I had only drank one or two times at that mm-hmm. point. So um, I still found it to be very helpful. Super helpful. 
another book that's coming in right now is called Singing to the Plants. It's Ooh. this really, it's a really thick, it's like this thick, like there's like, <gasps> yeah, it's thick. And that book is more for people that are interested in the path, like being on the path. Medicine path. Yeah. The medicine path. Yeah. The guy's name that wrote it is Stephen something. I forget his last name. And it's not the easiest read. It's kind of like dry and straight Dense. to the point. So mm-hmm. if you're not passionate about about the medicine world, then it's probably not the book for you <laughs> unless you just love reading. <laughs> yeah. And then I really like this plant witchery book that um, yeah. Victor got me because it's just, I love like her verbiage about like, like how she'll have like tinctures, recipes, and but there's also potions and little like things, you know, spells. She calls them spells, but really it's just, what is a spell? It's just something it's with intention. It's all the same It's world. a meditation with intention. Oh, yeah. I love that. Meditation with intention. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And what is a potion really? It's yeah. the same thing as like a tincture with intention. It's like, okay, right. it's the same thing. That's yeah. exactly it. That's such a good way to put it because a lot of people could be put off by spells mm-hmm. and potions and things like that. But really, when you infuse anything with intention, it becomes a spell basically it becomes magical it becomes magical exactly Mm -hmm. i love that so much patty okay so patty my love we have to do a part two we're gonna do it all because we really focused on plant energies in this one which i loved and we kind of let into the ayahuasca and i want a whole episode about the ayahuasca world that that's gonna be cool okay but where can people find you so um you can find me on instagram at P-A-T-T-I-E-P-A-P-A, Patty Papa. And that, that's that's it. I'm only, oh, and we do, we actually, Victor and I have a podcast. A podcast, right. Um, yep, and it's on iTunes and Spotify. So it's called The Awakened Life Podcast with yes. Victor Odo and Patty Papa. Yeah, And I'm, of course, going to link everything down below for you guys. And Victor and Patty host these incredible retreats out in Sedona and, you know, all over the world. So if you guys are looking to connect with your soul family, light workers, you know, definitely follow Patty, definitely follow Victor. They post about it whenever they have a new retreat. And I got to I got to come join one of them. I'm so excited that I'm going to be in Sedona more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're always welcome to the women's that I do in Sedona, like always, like you don't even have to like warn it. me, you can just <laughs> stop in. Um, but I am actually going to be, this is like new. So like, I'm telling you this, uh-huh. but it's like the new, like new, new, like I, I haven't even put the deposit down to secure the dates yet, Ooh. but, um, I'm going to be hosting a women's only ayahuasca what? retreat oh, in Costa chills. Rica. What? Yeah. In July. Yeah. <gasps> in July. So yeah. Oh my God. So when is if that you want to come up? to that, um, soon, okay. uh, probably in the next, week or two once okay. i get the dates like set set in and i put the deposit in then it's a done deal so oh my god and you guys if you're considering that patty is so incredible seeing her in action like is something <laughs> something really special and this podcast isn't going up till april so hopefully you're not sold out. hopefully you are sold out by then but if you're not we can link people over that <laughs> well, to that too <laughs> yeah no no it's fine because the um, we have the one in Costa Rica that is like at the end of the month. So right. I'm not even going to start taking calls till after till later. I get back from right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, you have the one 
um, at the end of March with Aaron and Victor, Aaron Dowdy mm-hmm. and Victor Odo. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have major FOMO. We we're going to talk about that too. Cause <laughs> I think it was a, it was a really good conversation that we had that led to the decision of me not coming to this retreat. I'd love to talk about that next time because I think it'll make some people who are on the fence of things just feel a lot more clarity. So thank you, my yeah. love. I love you. Thank you for spending time you. with thank me. You so much. I want to let you go back to your family. <laughs> I miss them all. Yeah, they're Send like yelling in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Go know if you can fun. hear them, but they were like freaking out. I can hear them and it made me really happy. It just feels alive there. It feels so alive. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's so quiet in the house, but in the garage, it's like, it's, ah! it's a war zone and I love it. <laughs> Always, always. You go. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you, and and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, Patty. Bye, baby. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Inner Worlds. I'd like to please ask you to share this with your friends if you think that they might be interested. Tag me if you post this on Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is. I love to see it. It's so cool to see that there's somebody out there actually listening and connecting with me through these conversations and these monologues. And I'd like to ask you to please leave a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. It's really going to help and really support this new venture of mine. Also, I'd like to ask you to please join my email list if you haven't already. If you're interested in getting more from me, more pieces of advice, resources, tips, stories, I um, have an email list. And when you sign up, you get my free signature heart chakra opening meditation. It's been life changing for many people over the years. It's a total benefit to signing up for the email list and you get emails from me. Um, It starts with 30 days of emails which uh, have been really beneficial and helpful for a lot of people. And then it goes to an email once in a while. I don't like to blow you up way too much, but I think you'll enjoy it. So if you are interested in joining my email list, that will be in the description and my computer is making noises. All right. Thanks guys. Love you and keep your vibrations way, way, way up. And remember to honor the universe inside of you.